Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I'm Ben, and I can't wait to get into this one. Just like that, we've made it to the final game of the 2023-2024 NFL season. And there's arguably no better way to finish it than this. The definitive two best teams in the league this season meet in Las Vegas with the Super Bowl championship on the line. The 11-6 Kansas City Chiefs return to the game for the second straight season and the third time in the last four years. Patrick Mahomes is looking for his third Super Bowl championship, winning one against these 49ers. The one-seeded 49ers swept through the NFC bracket, beating the Packers and the Lions. The Niners have what some would say more to play for, losing the conference championship two years prior and blowing a 10-point second-half lead to the Chiefs' last time out in the Super Bowl. Well, let's start with the NFC champs, the San Francisco 49ers. To get to this game might have seemed easy for the Niners, but they had two really close playoff games that could have gone either way. They roared back in the second half against the Lions, and that kind of football will give the Niners their sixth ring. The changes they made in that one were a good example of what they'll need to do in this game. The Lions had north of 150 rushing yards in the first half, but didn't exceed 20 in the entire second half. Purdy was 20 of 31 for 267 yards with a touchdown interception in the win, but really did his damage on the ground with five carries for 48 yards, and three of them going for over 15 yards. Similar to his counterpart, Purdy is an excellent play extender and can run but prefers passing when out of the pocket. The Chiefs' defense loves to blitz, yet Purdy was second in the league in completion percentage against the blitz and also led the NFL with 11 touchdowns on passes outside of the pocket for them against the blitz. Recent Offensive Player of the Year award winner Christian McCaffrey ran 20 times for 90 yards and two touchdowns, and hauled in four passes for an, additional, for an additional 42 yards. When a team has a guy like McCaffrey with so many other weapons, you'd think it'd be hard to get everyone an adequate number of targets. Yet CMC is well over 300 touches on the season, and he's also the first back since 2017 to lead the NFL in yards before contact and after. The Chiefs gave up the third most yards after contact per rushing attempt with 3.4. Some of CMC's ability to break tackles will be seen in this game. Through the air... Brandon Ayuk led the Niners in yards this season with over 1,300. He had a lower role in the win over the Lions, but in the Niners' last meeting with the Chiefs, Ayuk had over 80 yards. Ayuk ranked second in the NFL, only trailing Tyree Kill, and receiving yards on 10-plus air yard targets, yet he'll be matched up against Legereus Sneed, who is one of the best cover corners in the league. Opposite Ayuk will be the yards-after-catch maestro Debo Samuel. Samuel led the NFL in yards after contact over expected with 235 and has led the category since he was a rookie with 1,305 in the span. Similarly, tight end George Kittle, who made the Pro Bowl this season and the All-Pro team after exceeding 1,000 yards through the air, was fourth in the same yards after catch category. In the Niners and Chiefs' last matchup, Kittle had six catches for 98 yards and a score. He also led all tight ends with 666 receiving yards when the closest defender to him was a defensive back. He does have boomer bust potential in most games, but has a real chance given the Chiefs' strength on the outside, and they'll be trying to guard those wide receivers. Let's switch to the Niner defense. Linebacker duo Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are the first highlight of an extremely strong group. The linebacker duo both rank in the top six and fewest in targets expected among linebackers this season. That basically means opposing offenses aren't trying to target these guys when they drop in the coverage. The Niners were ranked number one in pressure rate leaders on third down blitzes this season, with a mark at 64.8%. They were also fourth and fewest yards allowed when in zone coverage. 
playing a quarterback like Mahomes, it can be risky to run zone, but they'll want to mix up looks, especially on third downs, giving Mahomes any time at all can result in big plays. The defensive line is led by Nick Mosa, who generated seven quarterback pressures in the win over the Lions, and also had two sacks on 42 pass rushes. Interior defensive lineman Javon Hargrave has been a great pickup for the Niners, leading all interior linemen and pressures in the playoffs. The Niner defense also held opposing teams to the second fewest yards after catch per receptions, with 4.9. With that, let's switch over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Winners of their last three matchups against the Niners, one of them being a Super Bowl, the Chiefs' offense kind of took a step back this season, averaging eight less points a game, yet their defense really propelled them to this game, giving up the second fewest points during the season. 28-year-old Patrick Mahomes is back in the big game for the fourth time in his career, where he is 2-1 so far. The biggest similarity of his two wins are that he's come from behind, something I highly anticipate today. Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception in four straight games, all wins. He also scrambled on a career-high 7% of his dropbacks this season, in which he gained 26 first downs. He was also only sacked 13% of his dropbacks, which is close to 5% lower than the league average. Their rushing attack is led by Isaiah Pacheco, who leads the league in yards per carry against stacked boxes, which consists of eight or more defenders close to the line of scrimmage, and has continued this into the playoffs, with 4.7 yards a carry against these stacked boxes. Leading the air attack is Rasheed Rice, who's a rookie from SMU, who's exceeded expectations and then some this season, headed into the big game. Rice was number one this season on receiving yards on screen passes, leading the likes of Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. One of the greatest playoff connections is Mahomes to Kelsey, and throughout their careers as teammates, Mahomes has an 81% completion rate targeting Kelsey, 1,472 yards through the air, and 17 touchdown passes. Kelsey also led all tight ends with 562 yards in the middle third of the field during the regular season, where he also led all players in playoff games with 833 in his whole career. Similar to the Lions, where they do their damage on inbreakers, Kelsey is the same. Last year's Super Bowl saw Kelsey haul in seven catches and a touchdown, yet a staple of Mahomes in the Super Bowl is having another receiver serve as a safety option. Against the Niners, it was Sammy Watkins, who was buried beneath Kelsey and Tyree Kill, and against the Eagles, it was Juju Smith-Schuster. Defensively, the Chiefs lost edge defender Charles Omenahu, who tore his ACL in their last game, unfortunately, and without him, their pressure rate goes down 4%. Fortunately for Kansas City, they still have one of the premier cornerbacks in the league with Legereus Sneed, who allows 27.3% of passes thrown his way to be completed. The Chiefs' secondary also forced a drop back of 4-plus seconds 104 times this season, which ranked 4th. This kind of shows how they can blanket a quarterback's first or second progression. A team like the Niners relies on getting their quarterback to go quickly from one route to the next, and the way the Chiefs' blanket passing options should be noted. The Chiefs' front is also third in the league on pressure rates on third down blitzes. Similar to Mahomes, Purdy can extend plays well, and on third downs, especially, the Chiefs won't want that. Purdy is super efficient against the blitz, but the Chiefs loves to blitz, so I don't expect them to shy away from their identity. And this game is definitely going to be a close one. It's hard to predict. I'd say most of the time in the Super Bowl experience is what can be a factor to note. But then I look at the Eagles win over the Patriots many years ago, when Nick Foles, the backup for most of the season, beat the greatest player ever, Tom Brady, in an instant classic type game. Nonetheless, here are my X factors and my prediction for the game. So for the Chiefs, my X factor is cornerback Trent McDuffie from Washington. He's the other half of the Chiefs' strong corner duo. 
but McDuffie more frequently lines up as a slot corner. And a matchup against San Francisco is unique since they have so many strong slot options. He could be asked to guard Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey sometimes splits out. They use a lot of motion with him to really get him going before the ball is snapped. But holding McCaffrey's receiving ability can be huge for the Chiefs, as he serves as a premier third-down option out of the backfield and can single-handedly win the game for the Niners if he's not contained. When I guard George Kittle in zone coverages, which the Chiefs do run a lot, McDuffie plays an important role in the Chiefs' back end. McDuffie can be also guard, be asked to guard Debo Samuel, and Samuel's an incredible yards-after-catch type receiver, so McDuffie's ability to make tackles in the open space, regardless of who he's tackling, really, is going to be super important. For the Niners, most of the time, my X-Factors are on the field a lot. Yet today, it's a little different. And my X-Factor for the Niners happens to be Jake Moody. Jake Moody is the Niners' kicker. He's a rookie from Michigan. Moody missed six kicks in his strong rookie season. Yet three of those were in his last three games. He had one in each. Kicking is one of the more under, underappreciated parts of playoff football. Three Super Bowls have been game-winning kicks. And last season, there was a missed field goal. Those extra three or one points can totally shape this game. Mooney needs to give the Niners coaching confidence they can turn to him in no man's land when the ball is closer to the 50, rather than have to potentially go for it and turn the ball over as a result. And finally, we've made it to my prediction. Last week, I predicted the Niners-Lions game would be 27-24 in favor of the Niners. And it was 27-24 in favor of the Niners until there was about two minutes left in the game when each team scored a garbage-time touchdown. I mean, come on, that's pretty good. And this week, we're doing the same thing. There's no question about it. These are the two best teams in the league, and they have... Also, they have the best players at many positions. The true question in this one is if the Niners can hang with Travis Kelsey. The guy who has the most postseason touchdowns in NFL history has really been a reason the Chiefs are here. And with a few other true options through the air, Kelsey is really the number one guy. In the Chiefs' last game against the Ravens, Kelsey had six receptions in the first quarter. Mahomes has also never lost as an underdog in the playoffs. And frankly... I don't anticipate that to change today. I expect the final score to be 31-27 in favor of the Chiefs. The Niners get CMC over 100 yards on the ground, in my opinion. And I also think Kittle and Samuel will headline the receiving category. But the Chiefs win through Kelsey and Rice. Pacheco is a factor on the ground. We can flash back to the Chiefs' last time against the Niners. I honestly thought Damian Williams was going to win Super Bowl MVP, and I was pretty shocked when he didn't. Ultimately, the Chiefs win through Kochi. I look forward to watching this game, as you all should too. This is maybe not the Super Bowl that social media might have wanted, but this is the game that many should want, between two highly achieving teams. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Sports podcast, and I look forward to hopefully reviewing some other sports while the NFL is in the offseason. Thank you all for listening.